0: Okay, Oscar fans, uh, you've got the (laughs) Golden Globe nominations, the SAG nominations, the BAFTA long list, the Critics' Choice nominations. What excuse do you have now not to be completely dedicated to what your Oscar predictions for nominations are going to be? Well, of course, you're confused. So are we. A lot of those awards disagree. And we've got here today Ann Thompson from IndieWire, Tim Gray from Variety, Pete Hammond from Deadline, and I'm Tom O'Neill from Gold Derby. Uh, And to you first, I'm going to put up on the screen the Gold Derby odds for best picture as they stand right now. So, um, you know, Mad Landon first, Chicago Seven, Minari or Minadi, pronounce it correctly, uh, One Night Miami, Ma Rainey, Mank, Promising Young Woman, The Father, I'll just do the top 10 uh divide bloods and news of the world uh, what are your observations there about maybe let's just start with what do okay. you Okay th- yeah I, and man, wh- what do you think all right so
1: nomadland is still far ahead as far as i uh, can tell and that's despite the fact that the sag ensemble didn't put it up there and that's just because it's an anomalous movie it's it's a it's just it's a pandemic year movie it's a road movie it's this hybrid that means that a lot of the crafts are not in there but it's still the strongest one when i talk to people and i do get to talk to some people um, around town not as many as usual but they they love this movie uh the trial of chicago 7 very very strong and strong across all categories it is a possibility I'm not saying it will, but it's a possibility to take over for Nomadland. Minati moving up, totally surging since all of these uh, globes and sags and everything else. It is so strong uh, that, uh, you know, it's, and it got on short lists, it got composer, it got all sorts of, there's so so many signs of strength. And then one night in Miami, steady as they go, very strong, um, you know, uh, and, and Ma Rainey too, and Mank. Meg is going to be like the Irishman, lots and lots and lots of nominations, <laughs> yeah. incredible amount of crafts, and we'll see what it actually wins.
0: And, Another movie, uh, Promising Young surging. Woman is
1: surging too.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, it's popping up in all kinds of places for best picture, including like a Critics' Choice and elsewhere that is surprising us, but uh, we have to take it seriously here. Which one? Uh, Uh, Promising Young Woman. I mean, it's surging in every every which way. And so, uh, Pete, uh, what do you think can win here?
2: (laughs) Well, something's (laughs) going to win. Well, that's a good place to start. So I'll say that. You know, my problem with all of this and prognosticating here in this very weird season where literally we're still not even quite a month away from the nominations. Maybe I, you know, by the time people see this, we're a month away. But um, uh, a lot of Academy members just haven't seen a lot of this stuff. So these these precursor groups, as usual, are giving them a reason to, uh, to put it in and, and watch it. And how they're watching it is interesting because I talked to one yesterday who has said they should send an Apple box or a Roku to every Academy member because a lot of her friends are watching things on their computers well you know that's not the ideal way to judge a movie and so different movies are going to uh, play better that way Uh, i'm not sure that nomadland is a computer movie because it's very deliberately paced and uh, you have to stay with it and you know you have to get enveloped by that kind of a film critics favorite definitely no question about it that can help it along not always. I think Trial of the Chicago 7 has kind of all the ingredients um, that might make a Best Picture winner, particularly when we watch the news every night and see what's going on and how this movie is so prescient right now. Academy members like to be on top of something that's important. And uh, whether uh, that, you know, versus Francis McDormand, Stacking boxes at Amazon is as important as what uh, Chicago Seven says to them. I don't know. I do think Minari Minotti, um, with the wind at its back from uh, Parasite last year, has put a focus on on Koreans. And uh, in this case, you saw what it did at SAG. It did something Parasite didn't do. It got individual acting nominations as well as as ensemble. Huge numbers at the Critics' Choice, which is a very indicative group. It's spread out, it's 400 members around the country. Um, Yes, they're not Academy members, but they often-
1: They tend uh, to be predictive.
2: They tend to be predictive. Went for that in a very big way. And so I think that's one that's like uh, maybe a consensus. That might be the consensus one. It gets a lot of number ones, but it really gets a lot of number twos whereas some of these others are dividing the uh, passion vote, So we'll see. I loved Promising Young Woman personally. I think it's a great movie. Um, I surprised myself by liking it as much as I did because I saw it twice. First time I didn't. First time I thought it was okay. I saw it in a theater too, right as the pandemic hit. But um, I watched it again and I don't know. I saw an entirely different movie than I, I really saw the first time. And uh, so that was my number three movie this year. And Make is the classic movie about the movie industry. And so Oscar voters love stories about themselves. Uh, Anne thinks it's the Irishman, which translated means zero for 10 but uh, <laughs> i don't know i if
1: thought it was going to be amanda Seafried that was going to win something but uh, uh she's looking weaker than i expected uh,
2: yeah i'm we'll, sorry
1: it's tim's we'll, turn i'll
2: shut so up we'll see but you know the beautiful black and white of it all the crafts and remember the oscars have that whole uh red states the crafts uh that are contributing to better <laughs> so um uh that one's May, may, may not be ultimately a number one choice, but it could be something that, that we're not measuring in the right way quite yet because we don't know how the industry really feels about it. And uh, I just literally within the last hour talked to an Academy member who said to me, oh, I hear we disagree on something because he was talking to my wife. And I said, what's that? And he said, Mank. And I go, oh, you didn't like it? And he goes, not really. And he's in the Academy. So, you know, I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, Maybe they won't love it as much as the reasons I think.
1: The crafts will love it. That's the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah. But, but you'd expect that the actors would love it, too. And Amanda Seafried not getting in there and Mank not getting on side. That, that's a sign you, of weakness. You know, the
2: irony of it is the writers. When I saw Mank, I said, well, this is one movie for the Writers Guild, of which I am a member. And the minute I got that ballot, I went down to you know see what was ineligible, you know, because the Writers Guild makes things that aren't made under the agreement uh, ineligible. And so I went down and figured it all out and did a little story on that. And I, I just shocked myself that Mank is ineligible for the one place that would embrace it so much, um, uh, writers. And uh, But it's not inel- eligible at the Oscars in the writing categories too. But there are a lot of movies that aren't eligible at the, at the Guild uh, this year, uh, Nomadland and Minari and on and on like that. Timothy.
3: Timothy. Um. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what what uh, both Ann and Pete said. Um, but I do think, you know, the, the below the line people, you know, the, um, the behind the camera people, uh, I think they will vote for Mank. And they, they, they constitute like one third of the Academy. So um, I, in the final vote, that means a lot. And I think Mank will do well, but I also think Trial of the Chicago 7 will do well because everything about that, the editing, the music, uh, you know, it's it's really great. And um, that huge actors, actors. And assume. the
1: actors are great too, Incre- incredible okay. cast.
3: Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen seems uh, like the front runner to get a nomination. But you could nominate any one of eight actors in that film, uh, and that would be justified. Um, but also, as you said, it's so timely, because I mean, especially with what's happening in DC, the idea of, you know, the government manipulating people, lying, deceiving, um, you know, bending the law, it, it you know, that 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 film was pertinent when I saw it, but it becomes, scarily pertinent um, these days so so I, I think that'll do well but also you know nomad i love nomad land i think i do think it's more than just Francis McDormand in an Amazon box factory. <laughs> thank um, you, thank <laughs> you, Tim. I mean, you know, because again, I,
2: I think I'm the, not saying it's not. I'm just saying, yeah, like, you know, is yeah. that as important as Trial of the Chicago Seven? You know. Well,
3: I mean, you know, I mean, I think I think it is important in the way that the Minari is important too. It's it's like a small uh, scale movie about. Economics And, you know, I mean, the people in Nomadland are, are victims of uh, the American dream. And I think that's kind of timeless, but it's also kind of timely now during the pandemic. So, you know, I feel like, I feel like if the voting were going on today, um, <clears throat> you know, we could predict a winner, but, you know, a lot can happen in a month. And we've still got what two months before the Oscars. So a lot can happen in there. And
2: different people are seeing these movies and yeah, like, yeah. you know, Nomad Land, to use that as an example. I talked to one very high ranking executive at Paramount, for instance, who really has no dog in this hunt and uh, and feels that um, Nomad Land was a soulful, use that word, soulful movie and was very impressed by it. Uh, I talked to another member though, who just watched, looked at their watch constantly through the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, it just depends on how you see it. That's what I was trying to make a point. Yeah. yeah. How, no, how no, you're, you're viewing right. these you're right. yeah.
3: No, you know, you are right. And and also, I mean, you, you you brought up something earlier, which is the experience of seeing things on a small screen, um, because that, that does make a difference. And I think part of it is, um, I, I'm part of, you know, you, you can, in a theater, you get immersed in the film, but also at home, there's so many distractions. Oh, and totally. I, I, I've done that, I, even films that I'm, I, that I like. You, you know, put it I,
1: on hold to go uh, open yeah. the front door when <laughs> the mailman comes,
2: whatever. <laughs> you check for your us, phone yeah. For, for and we have phone. our name emblazoned into many of these things, at least I do when I saw these movies. Um, constantly, you're watching these movies and seeing your name yeah. them because we're going to pirate them or something right. and uh, so that's a distraction
0: <laughs> hey what's going on with you know we're talking about the good news of some movies surging whether um we all agree on whether or not they should what should we think about hillbilly elegy a movie we wrote off yeah. and here it comes here, Glenn Close, I, did not. I don't think... I never I did. I
1: did not. I think Pete and I were the two people uh, from the beginning who said yeah. the actors are going to like this and oh, the actors totally. are going to like okay. Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Yeah. Whatever happened to the movie, that is true. That,
2: that, that is was critics happened. piled on it. Gave it right. a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes, copied each other in their reviews. I was a big supporter of it. I I, I liked it. I didn't get into the whole weeds of it later when they were all dissecting that this guy's ultra conservative and I don't care. I only look at what I see on the screen and I thought it was a moving film. It was film an and addiction
1: I, story and a family story. A
2: family story. It's a lot of that. And I thought Glenn Close was sensational in it. And uh, and Amy Adams was great too. I In fact, It doesn't, a publicist the other day said, wow, we were having a conversation the day before SAG. And I said, don't be surprised if Amy Adams is one of those nominees. Don't be surprised. They always do something. And that is the kind of nomination I could see.'" And she called me the next day and said, wow, how did you (laughs) do that? I go like, well, because I don't go on Gold Derby and predict these things. Like Tom's going to go like, you got it wrong. Um, but I just had a feeling. I will go on Gold Derby later when I don't have to face all these people on Zoom I know, calls. I but um, it's, uh, I, I thought that movie had something. And it's, again, I, it, it's likely to show up in the Academy, uh, definitely for Glenn Close. She's actually run the board so far with the. She has group. everything. And,
0: that's...
1: and she's up against Olivia Coleman again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> but at this time it's a physically transformative role unlike the wife of course it, she looked a lot like Glenn Close playing Glenn Close and, and she got the she makeup
1: had, and hair thing you know yeah. the short this is
0: the finalist with the belly Oscar. on that she's oh. been showing to the paparazzi and stuff so uh but it would it, it, it would it would be a bit of a shame to think that um that Catherine Hepburn the biggest winner of all of course, among actors, once said, "You always win for the wrong role." Well, <laughs> that might be the case with, with Glenn Close. I thought Santa. she was
2: great in it. I think it's a perfect role for her to win. I thought she was great in the wife. I mean, everybody predicted yeah. her for the wife, but you know what happened with the wife? It wasn't Glenn Close or anything because she won everything. It looked like she would. If you talked to did a post mortem. A lot of them didn't watch this movie, particularly that's right. The men in the academy men didn't
1: have any interest. They in did
2: it. have no interest in a movie called The Wife.
1: That's so. the hazard <laughs> of being in a weak movie, which is part of the problem. But here's the thing one of the things that was very clear from the short list is that if you are on Netflix, there's an advantage. People will see the movie. Yeah. It'll 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 just get definitely seen. True. And and so that's the advantage that Hillbillyology has.
0: Yeah. Among others. Definitely
2: true.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk about uh, something where I'm sure we're going to disagree on, and that is uh, this best actor race assumption that Chadwick Bozeman has this wrapped up. I am a g- great skeptic of, historically speaking, of posthumous nominees winning. There are many examples. You know, there have been uh, seven uh, at the Oscars historically, and only two have won. James Dean, of course, was nominated twice and lost. Posthumously, If you just look at the recent Emmys because they vote by peer group and that uh, Carrie Fisher just lost uh, Fred Willard just lost. You look back at tragic I remember when Phil Hartman was killed by his wife with news radio, and everyone said, Oh, my gosh, he's gonna I'm using Emmy analogies here now. And they said, uh, Oh, of course, he's going to certainly win for that and he lost to David Hyde Pierce for Frazier for one more time kind of a role. Um, Yes, there's the Heath Ledger's and the, the Peter Finch's, the two exceptions to the rule. But in general, a very surprising trend to me uh, over the years has been the lack of, of uh, it, it just doesn't automatically, I, I don't think this is a lock at all for, for uh, Chadwick. And I've had Riz Ahmed out front for two months. Uh, he's won the Gotham Award, he won the Indie Wire Critics Awards, he won, <laughs> you know, the Toronto uh, Film Critics Award, he's won lots of things, and I I just don't buy this, bo- no, I agree. what do you guys say?
1: I will defend Chadwick um, on the following grounds, is that a lot of the time what gets you the win is a narrative, and the narrative behind his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was that it was the last performance he gave, and he knew it was the last performance he was going to give, and he gave the performance of his life. That, to me, gets you the win. It could, uh, except for
2: one reason. He's likely to get, or possibly, will get two nominations. Yeah. And that's never happened. A posthumous uh, in supporting and lead, and the possibility of having different people wanting to vote for him, like Ann says, and for different scenarios. But splitting his vote, uh, you know, where do they vote for him? If they want to- I don't it... think
1: he's in the running for supporting. So I don't okay, think well, that's a he's factor. Got those I mean, he might get nominated, You're right; you, it could happen, but I don't think he's high up. In, I think that just goes straight to Leslie Odom Jr. End of Unless story. Unless
2: they think Anthony Hopkins in The Father is so good in this that we want to give it to him and we can still give it to Chadwick by voting for him and supporting. People there may don't be don't
3: think that. like that, mean, do they? I don't well, know. It, i mean it's possible but you know i mean the the the, the problem with all this but, but i agree with you tom i i don't think it's a given that that he's going to win best actor some some uh, pundits seem to think oh yeah that that's the only sure bet here and i, think, I don't know that it is and you know with all of us uh, we, we talk to academy voters <clears throat> you know and the danger of anecdotal stuff is you know you talk to one person and you think God, are they typical of all the voters or are they just the one person? But I did talk to one uh, member of the Academy and asked her about Chadwick Bozeman. She said, he, "He's, I, with all due respect, he's dead. He doesn't need it. I'm gonna vote for somebody Whoa. who's alive. And I thought that it was kind of cold, but I thought it was, at least she was honest.
2: Well, um, on the other hand, I got an email from an actress, a former Oscar nominee who said, please Pete, tell me Chadwick wins please tell me Chadwick wins. So, yeah. you know. There's a lot
1: of emotion there, is yeah.
3: my point. <laughs> no, there is a lot of emotion. I, I think it's entirely possible that he will win, but but I don't think it's uh, it's a done deal. And I
0: according have the to, okay. the, to the Gold Derby uh, chart is Chadwick is way out front. This number in this column represents the number of experts. We have 28 piping in now who say this person will win. So uh, Chadwick has 23. And his nearest competitor is Hopkins at three, two of us for uh, Ahmed, and so forth. Uh, and then there's this really curious th- uh, uh, nomination, a potential nomination down here, it, hovering at six. Stephen, am I pronouncing it Jan right? Again, it's Yun, Jung, uh, it, it, actually. Yun, thank you. It's, again, it's this love of, of uh, Menadi. And especially, remember, this is his quest. This, this is his quest as as a father trying to find you know to live the american dream today not set out in the old west or the rest of it uh and he is uh i think he was the cover of the new york times uh sunday magazine last week or the week before. good story Mm
1: -hmm. uh
0: he's just he's just popping up in all these really cool prominent places and if he gets in i think there's a threat there that he could win well, it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. It depends on
2: the support for the movie, which I, I do think has really surging support. And like I said, is a possible consensus. Could could draw him in, no yeah. question about it. Um, I think Riz
1: has most of the momentum though, at this point, uh, if anyone does, to take it. I mean, it is yeah. still Hopkins ahead of him, but Sound of Metal has just been so No,
3: I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but, you know, I mean, just look at the, those top six uh, and you think all of them deserve a nomination and all of them uh, could win, but you know, there's only five slots and only one winner. Um, but yeah, but also Kingsley uh Ben-Adir, who is who was so great. Um, and Leslie Odom Jr. seems to be getting all of the, the love for, of the actors, but you know, I, I, I would vote for Kingsley. Uh, Ulman isn't
1: going anywhere. I think the one who might be vulnerable judging from SAG is Delroy Lindo, which I hope is not true. And I hope that the Academy voters rally to the cause because he deserves it. But um, that they're ahead of Kingsley Benadier. I do think it's just Odom for that movie. Yeah, we have to look at I think in the case
2: of, of breaking this tie, we have to look at the strength of the movie that they're in. Uh, just like it will be with the rest of the Academy. That's why I think Steven Yun's gonna uh, get in. But um, I don't know if Defy Bloods has that level of strength throughout the Academy.
0: You know, it has, this is uh, always a fascinating uh, stat, but uh, the movie with the most, uh, very often you can predict what's going to win SAG Ensemble, which sometimes predicts best picture like it did last year with Parasite. And very often you can predict what's going to win there based on the number of people listed among the nominations, right? So the movie with the most people listed after it, it's like Orange is the New Black would win on the TV side at SAG all the time because it had this cast that went on for four paragraphs and everything else had tiny things. Well, in case you're wondering, how does it all shape up this year? Uh, uh, Defive Bloods has the most, it has 15 people nominated. Uh, listed there compared to seven for miami and seven for uh, uh chicago seven but uh very often you can go back and look and say oh my gosh uh hidden figures yeah that had the most nom- i believe it had the most nominations among the people there uh when there have been surprises
1: people do like uh, the father very much though That's yeah a, it is yeah. a popular film
0: yeah.
2: yeah 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 it's um we'll see There's too many movies called The Father this year, but there's The Father. There's the Bulgarian film, The Father. There's a movie called Father. There's another one called Father something or other. Um, It's like, (laughs) nobody has another title this year.
0: (laughs) Let's look over best actress and who wants to pipe in here. So many of us like me thought, oh, this was Viola Davis. A slam dunk cannot po- or Francis I think we started off all of us with the assumption that Francis McDormand had it and then uh personally I was saying, oh it's oh gosh of course it's Viola Davis uh with the music and the whole transformative performance and everything and now here comes Kerry Mulligan just shooting up that ladder like anything I've always been skeptical about Vanessa Kirby I know that's going to get some bad reaction from she's you guys she's
1: in <laughs> I, I are, are you, you uh, she's
2: gotten everything she could get so far. She got, I don't know that. She,
1: there are four of them who've gotten everything already, and and Davis, Kirby, McDormand, and Mulligan—they're all four in. So there's But, a, but, a, but a, Tom, there's when you a say you're part.
3: skeptical. Are you are you saying you're skeptical she's going to get nominated, or you're skeptical of? I'm of skeptical
0: of the whole candidacy. I don't. I, I didn't.
2: Oh, it's an actor's uh, role, and they're voting here. So I think that Vanessa and Kirby. It's also
1: an arrival. I mean, it's all about discovering a major new talent. Yeah, who's gonna be and around it, for a they're while. gonna
2: they're gonna go for her. with Viola Davis, she might have one thing going against her: is she didn't sing those songs. She sang That's one true. song that was barely, you know, singing, singing. But in, she, they in, got the well. makeup
1: and hair. You know, they're getting they're getting the right support. Uh, the fifth slot is what's interesting, Tom. Yeah. There are several people who could get that fifth slot and I don't know which one it is. I really don't, don't. I don't think anybody does.
2: I still hold out hope and genuinely think that Sophia Loren could get it despite Wouldn't the
0: that fact. would that be great? Oh, she's um, if anyone's
1: going to do it, it's the Academy. I mean, yeah. that's her group. Um, yeah. But but there's also Zendaya from Malcolm and Marie, which I has don't been think she will. Bit.
2: I don't think Zendaya yeah. has a chance. But the critics' she's been taking came really. through for her. They did, but they, they did. also nominated seven um i don't see zendaya getting in um th- that there is that movie's very divisive
1: but no day is well liked and terrific isn't too. too isn't that
2: she's good
3: she's terrific but right? michelle pfeiffer
2: um i love her yeah. and uh, you know she got a golden globe but she's in the comedy category there um i i I, I, I would love to see michelle pfeiffer get in i'm not sure they're seeing that movie yeah and you know and that's a right. problem. Uh, and this is where
1: sony pictures classics has a lot of films that are coming in late they were holding out for theatrical and i'm i worry that people haven't seen some of these films yeah yeah uh, they yeah.
2: haven't uh they haven't um uh, you know we'll see i i you know i'm so tempted to just predict sophia loren despite all the odds at this point. <laughs> and uh what i don't kate know
1: kate winslet
2: why. Uh, kate winslet um Has really done a lot of campaigning uh, here and it's added up to nothing so far. Number 12. I just feel like
1: she's one of the regular uh, perennials that is respected and liked. And it's just a question of whether people see the movie or not. And I don't think they've
2: seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, I think in in a weaker year, I think uh, she might get in just on the basis of her body of work. Right. <clears throat> but this this year, I think it, it's it's a crowded category, um, and I'm I'm not sure people have seen it. But just as a side thing, when you mentioned Sony Classics, I I'm I'm the same way. I I hope enough people see these movies. But I kind of love Sony Classics for sticking with theatrical releases. It's like it's just you know they're saying look. We're supporting the theater owners. We're, we're, we're not gonna sell to streaming right away. And I, I
1: totally it, understand their, their support yeah. of their own uh, release mm-hmm. model, but at the same time, just in the in the context of the awards, they're missing that whole mm-hmm. conversation that people have with each other about yeah. what they've seen.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. The bottom line, you've got to adjust to the realities of the world. And the reality of the world, as you said before, is Netflix gives you an advantage. And um, to pretend they do. that you're for the theaters in a very unusual year is sticking your head in the sand. And I am the world's number one supporter of the theatrical experience. It's all I talk about this year. I, I see absolute evidence that unless you're playing the game the way the game needs to be played this year, you're out of luck. And that's sad for me with people like Michelle Pfeiffer, the father. They have delayed and delayed and delayed the release till the end, and uh, you can only hope that Academy members seek out their screeners on
0: these movies and actually watch it that way, because... It's, because it's so good, it actually got a Best Picture nomination at the Golden Globes, and deserved it, quite frankly. Yeah. This yeah, is our list know, here music
2: of... Music also got a Best Picture nomination at the Golden Globes, so you know,
0: <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> hey, all right, Best Director, who's got their nerve to uh, size up this race. It's Everybody really- Everybody t-
1: knows it's Chloe Zhao and it's not gonna be anybody but Chloe Zhao.
0: I think it's uh,
2: a woman's gonna win this year and she's probably the most likely one. It's a way of voting for a tri- trial of the Chicago seven for best picture. Um, uh, actually, I could see a world where Aaron yeah, Sorkin doesn't get nominated right. for Best Director yeah,
1: because the director's
2: branch is quirky and they go, we're not going to let in. He's some not writer. really
1: a director. Right.
2: <laughs> he did a yeah. great job with it. He
1: did do a great job.
2: And I but hope he's almost, he's almost
1: embarrassed about about you know, like on the directors round. Do you you guys watch all these directors' roundtables and actors and actress roundtables? You can learn a lot. You know, if you look at the director's roundtable, F- Fincher's the alpha male, he's the guy, and they all respect him. And and even even Sorkin was like, I'm I'm, well, I'm, not Sorkin, sure I'm a the director, first, you know. Yeah.
2: Sorkin, the first time I interviewed him this year, said, Have you seen Mank? And he goes, oh my God. And he's gone, I called up David. And then even when he said that, I wasn't putting a two and two together. Oh, wait, you won your Oscar for David Fincher's film, The Social Network. Um, <laughs> they're good friends. They've done interviews together now. They've interviewed each other. I understand Netflix put something out or are, are going to. Um, so I think even Aaron Sorkin would say, yeah, this is a man who's never won. And uh, you know, let's give it to him. So,
1: but I mean, I think Greengrass totally deserves a nomination. So, you know, and I think news of the world is going to play better with the Academy than it has with some of these other groups. I
2: think it's a great movie. Yeah. But
1: I I, I wonder, um, I think Regina King definitely gets in also. I wonder about three women getting in. That would be unlikely. Don't you think?
2: (laughs) I don't know if Regina King gets in again, an actor first time who's, been given award after award, you know, by the director's branch, are they going to respond to that as a director's movie or an actor's movie? I don't know.
1: The actors wouldn't have given the performances they gave if they hadn't been directed by her. That's the question.
0: Yeah, it's all. Yeah, but you. they do sometimes snub those uh, actors. Ben Affleck famously was not nominated, of course.
1: Yes, for, but like, I mean, Robert Redford, Warren Beatty, Kevin Costner. Know, yeah. They were Mel all heartthrob stars. Yeah, um, come on. They got, they got nominated. I don't know. And, 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 and Gerwig got nominated.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, why don't we have a promising young woman, Emerald, up uh, uh, for. Oh, uh, where is she? Oh, there she is. She's Which,
1: on the list. That's yeah. what I was raising the question about. She's yeah. moving
2: yes, up. Her Emerald's in seventh place. Well, she's another actress turned director, uh, not a well-known enough actress to make them think we're putting
3: an actress in there. She'll they-
1: get a boost from BAFTA is what 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 will happen
3: yeah but you know i mean you know the the academy's directors branch is pretty small and it's it's mostly film directors you know as opposed to
1: insular yeah as
3: opposed to the directors guild and i'm thinking okay she directed her film but to film directors is she a film director you know or is she somebody who just happened to direct her script uh you know you know uh, because i do think that there's there's cases uh you know um a Beast of the Southern Wild, where they would nominate somebody unexpected, but you thought, yeah, that's that's a real director's movie. Um, Agreed, I and, understand and I, what you mean. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, Promising Young Woman fits. Well, I
2: think that Paul Greengrass could be a surprise yeah. uh, there yeah. because they like him. He's a real director's director. Yeah. Yeah. He's tackling a, a genre he's never done before and that Tom Hanks has never done a Western and uh, did it so well, uh, you know, and that's a big studio movie and there might be some sympathy for putting something in uh, to make it not look like the Indie Spirit Awards here.
1: It, 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 it's, a good, it's a good idea.
0: Uh, just two weeks ago, Amanda Seyfried was well out front across the board at all the Gold Derby odds to win supporting actress. I she has sunk now to third place uh, while uh, Olivia Coleman is in first but uh, uh, I can't pronounce her name, the grandma from uh, Minati. She just, uh, they call her YJ. I, that's what she said to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that has, you know, she has so much great support. Then there's Glenn Close moving up to number four. She's back in this race. And now we have uh, uh, you know Maria Bakalova for a comedic role that was placed in the lead categories over at the Globes. And then this Ellen Burson thing with the movie I'm skeptical about, Pieces of a woman who gets her great speech moment, her big, big um, uh, showcase uh, moment that you often need to win there uh, near, you know, near the last half of the movie. Uh, but she, of course, is very impressive. And then we know Oscar loves little girls, and the gal from uh, News of the World uh, has been popping up with nominations here and there. Uh, she could who do wants
1: something to- because she's. Um- she could be the one thing news of the world gets. It's a weird thing that happens sometimes. We'll see.
2: Uh, It's going to get a lot of technical stuff probably though. I hope Um, so. uh, Ellen Burstyn has that great scene. It's one scene. My question is Maria Bakalova. I know she's getting every kind of nomination and probably wins a lot of these things. I don't know how the actors branch looks at someone in that kind of a role. No, I agree.
3: Uh, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I mean,
1: think she gets nominated and, and she's a, she's an arrival, you know. No? I mean,
3: I, I think, it, definitely I think it's definitely an arrival. possible, but you know, it happens every year where where critics groups uh, just embrace a person, you know, whether it's an actor or whatever. And then they don't show up in the Oscars and you think, you realize, okay, that these are very different voting groups and, and critics see things differently than Academy voters. And so- particularly think,
2: Actors, actors looking at these kinds of performances. Uh, the reason, you, you Anne, I think mentioned Nomad Land didn't get a SAG ensemble. There was no way that was yeah. going to get an ensemble because it was
1: non-pros except yeah. for non-prose. Francis and, you think and David, actors right. are
2: going to vote for right.
0: non-pros taking these jobs away no, no.
2: <laughs> well yeah shape of
0: water wasn't nominated for his ensemble uh even though it won best picture yeah yeah
1: yeah you but, know that was but that was the first time since yeah. braveheart so but you may it, have a number rare. of
2: veterans you may have a number of veterans in this ultimately if ellen burstin gets in and then glenn close gets in and then um Y.J. gets in from Minotti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a, a veteran group of uh, people. And I don't know. Maria Bakalova could be odd man out. Maybe in. Uh, certainly. She
1: gave a great performance. I, I, I love I her. I mean, see, in that situation. I don't see the actors not recognizing how good that performance is.
2: Yeah. I'm only saying if they recognize it as acting, rather than, you know. Uh, yeah. What else could it
3: be? Wait, what mean, it be? Sketch acting, comedy sketch yeah. acting. Um, yeah a uh,
1: very high level. I, I I would be shocked
2: No she script doesn't get in. Well, they do have a script. That's the odd thing. If they understand that Borat is completely scripted and everything is planned out, and she has to do this stuff on one take, they realize the High Wire Act if they do realize that. And there is a High Wire Act, but I don't know that they realize that. We'll see.
0: Hmm. Yeah. There is best supporting actor that has really been shifting suddenly. Um, Leslie Odom had, was way solidly out front. And here, if you look at this column I called attention to earlier, 16 of our 28 experts are still saying he's going to win. But we have, uh, uh, if you look at the most recently released nominations like like Golden Globes, Critics' Choice, etc., and the, the people at Gold Derby who have piped in, including experts, et cetera, Daniel Kaluuya is in front uh, now in the new batch of predictions made at the site over the last two weeks, and then Sasha Barrett cohen and um, uh, Leslie Odom trade the second and third spot. So we've seen a very curious shift here. Yeah,
1: Kaluuya is moving up very strongly. That's a movie people are catching up with. It's very well reviewed.
2: And the uh, television ads. and the Black
1: Messiah. It's good. And it's the good TV movie. ads
2: are running constantly now because it opens, you know, now in February. And, uh, and that helps Nomadland too, I think is being helped by the fact that they've got a television campaign finally, you know, and so people are seeing it. And so that's important. Uh, Bill Murray. You know, on the rocks hasn't gotten the love I think it should he's have. He's
1: falling, I, I think. Um, really and Paul falling. Rocky, Ross, Racy rather, could get in there instead. I but think. he's
0: not gotten in anywhere, has he, Racy? I was no. I,
1: this is a case of of, of yeah. my making a bet that the sound of of metal is popular enough, and that the actors branch recognizes uh, this veteran. And there's, again, there's a narrative. I, I might be wrong. No, I understand I think exactly it could happen.
3: No, I, I I agree with you, Anne, because I, I think Paul Racy, um, I do think he's going to get nominated, and I hope he does. But I feel like he's, because there are people, I think Mark Rylance did That's not. That's what hit. I was just going to say. Mark
2: it, Rylance, just as you said it, I'm thinking Mark Rylance.
3: Yeah, I mean, he. I think I,
1: Regina I, King missed the other ones, too, when yeah, she got in. Yeah, I
3: mean, I don't think she won anything. I don't even know if she was nominated for some of those, but then. No, it, she wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah, but then when it
2: came down- One Oscar,
1: and not the sure. other. She oh, didn't get definitely the definitely.
2: Mark Rylance. Uh, Jared Leto's done very well with um, the, yeah. uh, the SAG and things, and he's great in the little things. If yeah. they see that, they could go for that. And don't discount another actor, if it's Mark Rylance or it's Frank Langella um, in Trial of the Chicago Just 7. see
1: those guys. They're all great. They're all amazing. Jeremy Strong, yeah. too. But I just see them knocking each other out.
2: That's possible, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. That's it. Along I with the Ma Rainey guys. Do not see Stanley Tucci making it. Here. No, 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 no. Um, no not, he's
1: very good. It's just a, a mediocre I, movie. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. the
2: movie that much. I, you know, um, yeah. So uh, and of course uh, Chadwick Boseman again in this category, um, taking a slot possibly. Um, we shall see. Alan Kim. Oh, all right. Well, that's if Minari just like starts sweeping everything. and.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing we can, we don't know what's going to happen in the next month or two, but what we can see is where the momentum is. And yes, since yes. those voting groups, we now understand that Kaluya is moving up, Minari is moving up, Sound of Metal is doing well. Um, you, you, you can see it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and promising it, young woman
2: there's less to see this year so it's easier to narrow this Catch down.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Pete and Ann, you're more in touch actually and Tim too. What are, what do you hear from the voters in terms of this screening platform that they're that they're having to use now? They're, it's not popular, is it? Are they using it? Mean the I've heard
1: stories like Pete, that that they are, some of them don't have Apple TV and some of them don't have Roku, some of them are literally plugging their computer into the, into the TV. <laughs> you are, know, you,
3: I mean, are you talking about the Academy's screening room or whatever yeah, they call it? The
2: reading, yeah, the screening room. Yeah. I mean,
3: I I am talking to people who use that. Um, yeah, me too,
2: yeah. Uh, Jason Segel is one actor that loves it. I, I was doing a Zoom and he brought it up and he was talking to all of his fellow Academy actor members in this panel. And he, um, he goes, I love the fact that it's alphabetical and you can just go down and do that. I've talked to many more people who hate the fact that it's alphabetical oh, and that they so throw all there. of the foreign language films in the middle of this and that they will take any movie that will offer up 12,500 for the opportunity of being on it so that a lot of those would not have spent the money to send out screeners, but hey, 12,500, we can be on the Academy thing. So bring on The Wretched. You know, and that's what's happening too. And they go like, what is this? More people send me, have you heard of this
0: movie? What <laughs> <is> this? <laughs> yeah. Well, as, and, and DVDs, this is the last year where DVDs are permitted, okay. right? How well,
2: many- there's a movement to uh, reverse that. We'll see if it gets any traction. Right. There aren't very are many.
3: Extended into maybe next year or the year beyond uh, sending out DVDs? they would like, I, I had one guy,
2: I literally printed this, uh, one guy suggested, look, I just like DVDs because I like to put them on my kitchen counter right. so I know <laughs> what I want to watch in a larder, as Paul Schrader once called Netflix, where all the movies go to die because you uh-huh. don't know what you were wanted to watch and, and the marketing's gone after a week. It
1: hasn't hurt them this year to yeah. be on Netflix. No,
2: because they're brilliant. They've sent out 25,000 screeners for every one of their movies. I have so many multiple copies of Netflix (laughs) movies. They're playing this game better than anybody because they know the value of screeners. He suggested, even if they don't want to send the disc, send the box so that I can put it out on my kitchen and then I can find (laughs) out, remember what I want to watch.
3: (laughs) Wow.
0: Because what we saw at the Emmys, again, again, a peer group award, was uh, disturbing, quite frankly, where they got rid of DVDs completely this year, and we saw something we had never seen ever happen at that award show, which is one program winning everything. Shit's Creek swept absolutely every top award, and uh, well, it probably deserved every every one of those awards. Arguably, uh, on another level, um, it's it just it, it it just seems as if the harder we're making it to. For people, voters to see these movies, the more likely they are to just stick with a few favorites, let sweeps happen. Absolutely right. Yeah.
2: Absolutely right. So, you know, this is a very difficult situation. We should not be, as the United States of America, should not be making voting harder. It should be making it easier. And, um, And what's wrong if a film company wants the right to send out a screener, they should be able to do it. I have no doubt they'll continue to send screeners to other groups but um to the academy it it seems crazy to me because there are still a lot of older people in the academy who can't figure out any of this like ann says taking a plug trying to do this stuff it's just oh my god you know but you know again others seem to have no problem with it so we'll Well, see you know but
0: even us press people who have to deal with it is too as part of screeners it took me somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes with the tech people at, at, at Pick systems. So I can finally see uh, No Man's Land. And yeah. the, it, the, the screw ups that were happening oh, with I the coding. And, yeah. I,
2: I, All I, the just, time. I know every support guy God. in town, every one of them from every system. And you call them if you can get them on the helpline. You know, they're really good and they can figure it out generally. Um, everybody has a different system. It has to be, you know, with a screener, it's one thing. Uh, with all this downloadable
0: stuff, it, it's a recipe for trouble. And they uh, only give you like like less than 48 hours to see it in a certain window. And God help you if, you if you get distracted in that 48 hours and then all of a sudden you sit down like I have, I'm sure you have too many times. Okay, now I can watch Sound of Metal and of course it's expired. Now you've got to find somebody <laughs> to turn it back on again. That's always all that bullshit. That's oh,
2: when I, I use my computer. I always go in to say, is it expired yet? Cause I'm not going to go to like set it up and the whole thing. If, if ah. I find out. At the well, end. Let,
3: let me, let me ask you maybe a dumb question, but has the Academy ever explained why they're discontinuing DVDs? Cause I kind of feel like, look, I think it's cheaper for them not to send out DVDs, but if the company wants to, yeah Uh, what's the harm in that
2: well there is no harm in it and um i think they want an even playing field you know they got in the dvd screener business after a long time of pushing it off you know people that had their own academy list were very valuable and got all these jobs and And they uh, gave
1: it to a a middle person to do all of that yeah you know
2: and and so that became their business all of a sudden, and then they they develop this down, you know, they just want to be hip, I guess. The television academy is a different thing because it's TV, number one. And, um, you know, the guy that came in that did that system, giving them only one year to continue with the um, screeners, uh, came from digital and totally was digital. And he says, you know, the only way is to dive in in the deep end. I remember him telling me that.
3: Well, dive
2: well, in, in the deep end.
3: Well, also in terms of piracy, I mean, with, with the Emmys. By definition, these shows have already aired, so so it's like right. you know, it doesn't they, matter. Nobody's going to pirate them, but but again, with I think that's the studio's big paranoia about. Uh, I think that's a paranoia about DVDs and even links uh, for streaming is that it's going to be pirated. And with with a lot of this year's crops, you know, th- they're a little more casual about it. But when you get into next year, when you get uh, Dune and West Side Story and uh, James Bond. Uh, you know they're going to be very paranoid about piracy again. Yeah. But-
0: There's been a lot of pushback too from the networks and from the studios. Uh, the year before last, I remember uh, someone at Stars telling me that they had to spend two million dollars to produce their Emmy box, and a lot of that is not the production of the Emmy box. A lot of that is is charging all of these little fees for permission to run this episode. And 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 getting permission from this guild and doing all of these fees. Remember, uh, it was uh, up until recently true that the Emmys were the only show business peer group award that actually charged money. The Oscars are free for the most yeah. part, except this twelve fifty that he's talking about to put things up on their screening platforms. The the Grammys are free. The Tonys are free. But the but the Emmys figured out a way long ago when they were still doing judging panels to say, well, you know, you have to pay us money for entry fees and stuff because we have panels set up and they use that as a rationale to build a financial empire. Uh, And yes, it got to be ridiculous when they suddenly had 25,000 voters and 25,000 DVD sets had to go out. Um, Absurd. And and, then the little guys weren't winning anything because they couldn't afford to compete on that level. So I don't know what the answer is either, but uh, it boy was it, it has it been very hard to see movies? The promising young woman. I finally the only way I got to see that finally was I just gave up because I kept missing the window when it was sent to me. I finally found it on pay uh, on demand on cable, and I hit the wrong button, and I had to watch it in Spanish. With English subtitles. <laughs> and I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. I thought you
1: were going to pay for it.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I thought
2: you were going to pay for it too. So you did, did wanna pay no, for it. So you watched it, you watched it in Spanish?
1: wow oh my. that is dedication speaking of foreign oh my. languages my favorite call my agent the,
2: the best, best show ever so much, fun. Ever. The so much fun
1: the can episode with julia oh, binoche wandering so around uh, the, the finale of the, of the season
2: three was great oh now the season God. four is on there on netflix i love that show so good
1: so if i can't go to Cannes, i'll take it this way yeah no call
2: my agent is a must see um and i don't even think it's they never push it for emmys i think it would be international emmys anyway or i don't know why it's not among those but it's really the greatest
0: thing on it's a great
1: way to practice your french what can i say
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay everybody thank you so much for this we're going to rally again soon out and, Good uh, to see you guys. Yeah, I, hope I hope we've helped you all along watching and listening to this um, uh, really interesting and therefore an exciting year. We've got a real race going, and that's what we always want. Those years when we have 12 years of slavery, the artist out front, and they stay there forever, or Titanic, come on. We love an Oscar race that's uh, producing as much drama as we see on the screen. All right, thank you, everybody.
3: Thank you. Okay. Bye. See
2: ya. (laughs) Bye-bye.